least they'll have to listen to me talk like that all week around the house. Because once you tap into that, like, yeah. that's how you talk about everything. All... <laughs> it's true. I, I, there's no in between. I can't do anything else. Like, it's just, I'll be, I'll be like sitting at, you know, cutting, cutting the, cutting the salary. Jump it, Gunyo. Jump it, real good, yeah. Huh. It's just in the police up. Pass the coke. It's just like, shut up. I'm going to be like, sorry. I don't, I don't mean to do Or I'll just, a lot of mostly what I'll do is when I, I'll just hum to myself about things. Like I'll, I'll mm. taste something and be like, hmm. <laughs> or just like, and I'll just be like to myself in my own like rumblings around the house. Just humming and hawing and oohing and yahing around the house. Here comes the wisdom, and here comes the truth, and here comes your favorite podcast, always still made for you. I microwave my vegetables now. Have you ever heard about these zip microwave steaming bags? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I do that, and that's one like hippie lady in my staff room always is just like, oh, oh my god, and she's okay. so mad about it, and like how I'm gonna, I'm not, she's like, you're microwaving. I'm like, I steam them at like a low temperature for two minutes in a bag. I'm like, actually, if you look at any science, it's the absolute most nutritious way to eat vegetables. There is no better way to eat your vegetables than slightly steamed in a microwave. The part that worries me, though, is the bag. It it has to be a pretty safe bag, I guess, to be doing that. It's food-grade plastic. It's made for microwaving. Okay. Yeah, I guess she just, like, like, makes uh... fun of me. Well, she eats, like, cake and, like, (laughs) sausage, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm eating vegetables that are steamed. Like, shut up. She's like, oh, all the toxins. I'm like, yeah, we're all dying, aren't we? (laughs) She's just like, well, I'm like, yeah, we're all going to die. Who cares? She's just... Well, she has no rebuttal for that. That's... When you just say we're all going to die, who cares? <laughs> she just shuts up. That's that's the only thing that can shut her up. Well, it's really funny you bring that She's up. She's actually really cool. Because that's what's on my list of things to talk about. And I, I, I'm shocked that this hasn't been a TV show yet. And if, if I had carte blanche to make a TV show, it would probably be this. Carte blanche. Carte, carte blanche. What did I say? <laughs> carte blanche. Carte blanche. You're so <laughs> Yeah. All right, I, you had I, carte blanche. I read a lot, and I don't talk you to too many intelligent carte people. Carte blanche. Yes. So yeah. here's here's the name of the TV show, The Teachers Lounge, straight up. Because oh, you it, wouldn't want to be in my lounge. Because because the Teachers Lounge, the you whatever, right? Oh, it's it's where I work. But to someone who you know doesn't work in the teacher's lounge someone who grew up with that being the only forbidden room in all of the school and stuff like that it you know there's so much curiosity what goes on in there it is a magic place like do they talk bad about the students i know you guys talk bad about the students in there (laughs) so i think that would be a really good like dark comedy on fx or something like that is just straight up the teacher's lounge and and they just like make fun of kids and you sort of get to know the kids and then they just make fun of them in the teacher's lounge. And obviously the teachers have their own problems and stuff like that. But that's a very small part of the teacher's lounge. What? Talking about kids? Yeah, I think that's. 
I I don't want to ruin the 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 mystique. Yeah, but I don't think that's like we normally when we talk about kids is when we compare our staff members. Like, oh yeah, you're like this guy, and then you know, and then we make fun of each other. Like mostly we make fun of each other. Mm. I think that's that'd be, most. That'd be pretty good too, because you know you see this teacher as a person of authority in class, and then they get put on even ground with the other teachers and just get slammed and stuff like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, I think I have like an, a, a weird circumstance with my teachers' lounge. I feel like I'm in a like a golden era. Like I just came in at the right time, and like it's just like the best people. Like they're just so funny and amazing and like are, are they pro- smart and funny uh 50 50 and some of the ones that you think are dumb are yeah, very 50, 50. Secret, that, that... secret smart though there's some really secret smart people that's that's usually how the proportion works between people who are smart and funny 50 50 but yeah uh i couldn't have a better working environment right now that's good yeah the teacher's lounge. Brent, what's your teacher's lounge like? Do you even go there? No. Yeah, there you go. That's, we've, that's a yeah. way to do it, too. We've peeled off a, a secret room. It's more my style. Put a coffee machine in it. All right. And a grinder. Oh, and just hang out in there. Has, like, a student ever broken in? Like, I couldn't even imagine what the punishment... I'd rather like just punch out a kid, another kid than be the kid who just walks in the staff room during lunch. We, like we have kids in our staff room. It's forbidden. You know, in Dauphin, it was forbidden. You walk yeah. in there. Oh, you don't want to walk in there. Let me tell you. Who knows what's going on in there? Very intrigued, as you guys can tell. I, uh... mm-hmm. Yeah, you're imagining a lot. Remember episode eighty-seven. <laughs> remember, remember sand crawlers. <laughs> But seriously, do you remember episode 87? This is a Brent topic that needs to be followed up on. And it's it's not like I want to bring it back. It, it literally needs to be brought back. It was, a, it was the final segment on episode 87. Brent uh, made us aware of this video game called Curiosity. And now, if you recall, it was an iOS Android game developed by Peter Molyneux where the entire world cooperatively worked to chip away at individual glasses that formed a cube. And then hundreds of thousands of cubes smashed later, a new layer would appear. And in the very center of the cube, there was something that would change the last person to smash the final cube. It would change their life. And they could either keep it for themselves or share with the public what they had found. And so Brent... uh, Told us about started, that. Yeah, I started tapping. And we, yeah, Trevor, uh, did I you? Said, no. Really? I did check it out, though. So, uh, you know, it took a few years to get to the center of the cube, but someone finally did. Okay. Mr. Uh, Mr. Henderson, Brian Henderson did. He uh, lives in Scotland, and he, uh, he, he, he got to the center and decided to share it with to the public what he had found inside. Remember, this was going to change his life. So what it did was it allowed him to become an all-powerful digital god within Peter Molyneux's next game, Goddess, and to reap a small portion of all incoming revenue that was brought in by the game. However, 
two years later, Henderson had received little or no contact with, with the developer. <laughs> and, uh, so it was just all a scam? Kind of. Peter Molyneux explained to, uh, he's also the guy with the treasure. Is that the same guy? <laughs> yeah. To, to the newspaper that, uh, the person in charge of keeping in contact with Henderson left the company and no one was ever reassigned the position, <laughs> which he called inexcusable. So the game goddess eventually did come out, didn't make any money and just promptly went away. So changed the world, I guess changed the world. I don't know, it's, just, it's just sad. You know, I, I always wondered what's in the middle of that cube. And then it's, and that's all it was. It's bad customer service on the other end. That's what it is. Yeah, it, it's just like, it's just like trying to change your phone package. Yeah. It's, it's you, you get it, one more call waiting for two years. Please hold. <laughs> Just it was nothing. You oh, you get to become a, a all powerful <laughs> character in our next game that doesn't really gonna come out and uh, a small portion of money. When this game's gonna lose money, you're probably liable as yeah, well. Yeah, you probably owe money. <laughs> yeah, it's life, it's life changing. It ruins your life. <laughs> You, so you, find, you, you find out how to be a real video game developer. Late hours and total failure. So, I don't know. So, I think this is episode 187. So, a full throwback 100 episodes later. Curiosity. 187 on the... No? It's episode 187? Uh, we... Don't you listen to Gangster Rap? I do... <laughs> Not listen to gangster rap, I guess. Come on, I can name so many one eight seven references. Oh, so in the ninety two, is that, is that the in the ninety two to ninety five era of rap? So is that an area code there in Los Angeles or something? No, it's like a drive by shooting. That's what the cops. Oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm more familiar with the five hundred five and Halen. So yeah, no fifty one fifty. Yeah, one eight seven. Interesting. No, I tried to listen to some gangster rap with Link in the room, and whew. You, you forget how uh, uh, how much Tupac swears. Oh, you forget how not, much. Not Tupac. on the, you know, not on the. You po- forget how much Tupac swears. You know, the radio singles are one thing, but uh, you listen to some of those deep tracks, and you got to shut it off after a while. I have a gang on my street. It's the best. Like a skateboard gang? You have the neighborhood crime watch. <laughs> there is like eight four-year-olds that live on my street. And they just go around the neighborhood. I live in like a cul-de-sac. And we have this group of street kids that just troll, patrol the streets. Literally. Wait, all so day. Are they, and they like, race each other. I call them the crime. I call them the crime stoppers. So it's the four-year-olds. Oh, it's just they just roam the streets together because all their parents live in a bay and everybody can look out their window and see all their kids. And they literally play together all day Is and race. Pro- they just race bikes back and forth up and down the street. And then they like play like guns and they hide and they have signals when they can see each other. They have like teams. And it's like if I do this, that means I could see them. So you got to run it like I listen to them play their games and it's just amazing. And they're the best. How many houses on the cul-de-sac? I've got eight oh. on mine. Is it the same size or bigger? Yeah, It's big. It's a big, big cul-de-sac like okay. wide open like okay. yeah 
Um, but I live in the most hilarious neighborhood, and the kids are hilarious. And they all came trick-or-treating, and it was awesome. It was like, it was, uh, we had like our whole cul-de-sac, because it's kind of like a richer neighborhood. So like lots of people will bring yeah, pull, their kids. Yeah, that's Polo Club money there. Not <laughs> yeah. Polo Club rich, but. Uh... <laughs> but lots of people will bring their kids to like trick-or-treat here. They'll like just drop them off at the cul-de-sac and be like, go get all these houses now, you know? Oh, yeah, that's what I thought as a kid, but now as an adult, you're like, oh, these people have bigger house. These people have big debt, and so they don't got enough money for the chocolate bars. <laughs> Carter's going through their financial records. That's something Waylon would do. No, Waylon just would take his kid trick or treating. He trick everyone's tax returns. Be like, ah, they're poor. They're poor. That's the way it usually goes. It's it's the people you don't expect. The people who are saving that money, they got the chocolate money for the kids. <laughs> Eat chocolate money. We had uh, the fire department came around in the fire trucks Ooh. and the ambulance too, and they were just giving out candy on the streets. So there was a time when we had like twenty kids dressed as monsters in our cul-de-sac with the fire truck and the lights going in the ambulance, and I was like, this looks like a like a, an amazing episode of Buffy or something. Like it was just like <laughs> this crazy world. I looked out my front yard. I'm like. Oh, I miss Canada because it's been years and years and years. No Halloween in Kuwait. No, no. Well, there there was that one news story we saw when when I was there about the guy who did put up some Halloween decorations for his son's birthday and then was being tried for witchcraft or yep, something. Tried to be a witch, and they found us some guy with bones in his luggage. I think it, I think it's literally he had some chicken wings. And he went through <laughs> airport airport security with like chicken wings, and now they're arresting him for witchcraft. Nice. Because they're magical voodoo bones. And it's like, I'm pretty sure it was just some poor guy from India that like took some chicken onto the plane <laughs> for the flight. And now he's a witch. Oof. Oh, they found somebody with $14 million worth of alcohol in Kuwait, too. Whoa. Your buddy? I would say I would say it's literally like three shipping containers full of alcohol. Holy moly. Yeah. Just make it yourself, man. Daters. Oh, this was expensive stuff. This is somebody very, very, very high up. Oh, okay. Like this yeah. is a Kuwaiti that did it, and he oh. got caught. So he must have messed with another Kuwaiti, and now there's going to be a big war of inside politics in Kuwait. Yeah, man. You don't, you know, you know that booze was headed for for one Kuwaiti family's massive parties for yeah. the next couple of years, and you're the Kuwaiti who who's intercepted that shipment. There's going to be hell to pay. It's going to be interesting. That's just gonna. Now it's just all gonna end up somebody else's house for the party. Yeah, yeah. It's like those guys. That guy has got his own Linda going. They've always got the hot parties with the good booze. You need to step up and get a job. And like, Wait, you guys are like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go smuggle all that booze and. Well, I will smuggle the booze. Well, <laughs> you know, you just pray to Allah for ten minutes, and you know, then you're done with the. And they do that five times a day, so you can do so much sinning in between. So much sinning. You know, if you memorize the Quran, you yeah. get out of jail in Kuwait. Really? Yeah, you can get out of jail for anything in seven years if you memorize the Quran, start to finish, and can recite it. Oof, that's pretty tough. <laughs> what else you got to do for seven years? I know, years? I know. <sighs> I guess you got a lot riding on it, so it's it's definitely possible. You could do it in seven years. Yeah, I think so. I think it's 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 tough though, but uh... in two or three in two or three weeks, I had twenty three minutes of speaking memorized. So think about that. If you have seven years, you could do it. <laughs> yeah, 
It just gets to pure volume, though. Well, how long is the Quran? Yeah. I think it's like 80 pages or something. Oh, I thought it was longer than that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I should know this. It's 800,000 words long. With with long and tedious passages about begetting, the Quran is more than four-fifths of the length of the New Testament. I, I know you're a big calendar guy there, Trevor, right? Oh, I've made so I've got a calendar waiting to be made no. right now upstairs when I'm done. Are you have you ever heard of like the international fixed calendar before the the Eastman plan, that sort of thing? I'm, I'm not into calendar tech. No. Oh. Well, you'd agree that our calendar doesn't really make much sense, right? The crap Gregorian calendar. Yeah. So this this calendar was developed in 1902 and. Uh, it's, it's sort of called the Eastman plan because Kodak, Eastman, Eastman Kodak, they used it from 1928 to 1989. So here, it's very simple. Every month, 28 days. Starts on a Sunday, ends on a Saturday. There's 13 months. It's so simple. That makes perfect sense. It does. So it uses the existing... Is there a loophole? Nope. No loophole. Oh, I'll, I'll get to the loophole later. Could you? Be, here's a hint. Here's a spoiler. Religion. <laughs> okay. So um, it uses oh. twelve months. Does it involve Xenu? Well, no, no. Well, there, there's a disadvantage. Every month includes a Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> so that's not good. And Jewish, Christian, and Islamic groups uh, have been opposed to the calendar because. Every seventh day, it sort of, you know, changes because there's a a leap day and a leap year and stuff like that. So it doesn't really work out that good for for that purposes. But, you know, it's it's pretty nice to know, like, March 1st, it's a Sunday. You You just know. Get that trash out, you know, like you're not going to the bus schedule doesn't change there on the Sunday. It's, It's pretty nice. So it uses existing 12 months and it's got to add a new month in. What would you call, you know, like the, the months, you know, they just fit. The 13th month? They Yeah, but you're so preconditioned to thinking about those 12 months, like May and October. Those go so well together because you've only seen them grouped in there. So to add another 13th month looks so alien in the list, you know? I could live with it. What's it called? Soul. S-O-L. It takes a while. When I first developed this topic a few months ago, I was like, yeah. January, February, like March, it. April, May, June, July, August, December, Soul. Nope, nope, January. Nope, nope, nope. June, Soul, July. Oh, that's good. Because Soul like soul means sun. So, you know, it's a hot month. Oh, I'm. I, I, January, February, March, April, May, June, Soul, July. That's great. Perfect. Yeah, it's a homage to the sun. Sounds like something John Bon Jovi would say. <laughs> Philadelphia is so long. Philadelphia is so Lost in use. Crucified and abused. <laughs> so, yeah, the biggest issue is, you know, what's your birthday? Oh, that's got to be recalculated. When's Christmas? Well, it's not December 25th anymore, you know. So, Why not? Why can't it be December 25th? I guess it could, but that's not the exact day it happened. Which isn't the exact day it happened anyways. 
I started something that I've put off for years. Okay, what is it? And finally, on one week, when I needed some rest, because it was just a long week, I oh, finally I'm started. I'm excited. I'm excited. What is it? I finally started Harry Potter. Oh, really? Reading and, or movies? No, I can't read a book. Okay. And I love them. I, you know, I never They're read a book. Awesome. Never saw a movie up until about three years ago or two years ago. I watched Harry Potter one. And I was like, you know, this isn't bad. <laughs> I could, I just, I started to see it. They're so fun. They're so good. They're so well written. They make fun of, they make fun of the media and like bureaucracy. That author, that, whoever wrote that, she's got a real chip on her shoulder with certain people. But, but you're watching the movie, right? Yeah, but you could still tell what the author's thinking. How uh, how many movies have you watched? Five. Holy so moly. Left. And I'm getting to the point where I'm sad because it's going to end. Hmm. Kind of like with Buffy. I couldn't watch like the final episode for like two years. Because I was just in a perpetual fear oh. coma of sadness. Oh. Janelle's, Janelle's been... Uh, Binge watching Buffy there for the last little bit, and I, I'm getting mad at her. And I'm like, "Well, Brenton Trevor says that you got to start watching Angel and like the end of season four, you know, and then watch them back to back." And she's like, "No, I'm just gonna watch Buffy, and then maybe I'll watch Angel after." It's like you're, you're doing it wrong. Uh, no, you're doing it wrong there, woman. There's a very good website that has the exact ordering. Yeah, I made a VLC playlist with like perfect, <laughs> perfect order, and it's just like. There's very important things that like happen and they all make sense. Yeah. As, as Brett explained it, oh, someone picks up a phone and in the other episode they called them. <laughs> Big deal. And don't, Big and don't deal. talk. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah, because they were like, you know, actually aired, you know, like one would be on Tuesday, one would be on Wednesday or whatever when they first aired. So it was meant to be watched that way. The worst is uh, the Star Wars cartoon, The Clone Wars. It is so poor in order that the first episode on air should have been in like uh, season three or something like that. It's just insane. And so it's really annoying to watch on Netflix because you have to have this website open to let you know what order you're actually watching in. It's terrible. It's like, There's... how do you screw up the air dates this bad? And then Netflix has the, the air dates, not the uh, the actual production dates yeah. there. Yeah. What's the so... thing where you watch one show and like you watch certain scenes from certain movies in a certain order and you watch it chronologically? Is it just the Godfather? Oh, is that what it is? The seven-hour Godfather where you watch it? Yeah, chronologically. Yeah, that, that's what like... I, I know it's on AMC every now, but it's called like the, the Godfather Chronicles or something. Now, what about, isn't there something too where there's like a machete version of something they call it? The machete theory is sort of for Star Wars to just. Oh, is that what that is? Where yeah, you watch certain things in certain skip places. Skip episode one and then watch episode four, five, then t episode two, three, then six, which is a decent way to do it because mm -hmm. the, the big thing is. Um, the twist, the twist, which uh, that that Darth Vader is Luke's father, so that's okay. you get that twist, but then you get to sort of see the backstory um, of uh, you know Darth Vader in Episode One, Two, and Three, but but that's sort of uh, I, I think that's that's improper due to uh, 
Well, you're you're putting your your. Do you have a statement prepared? I do have a statement prepared <laughs> yes. here because that's making the child see your child see things through your eyes. You're like, well, this was a big twist for me, so you're gonna have this big twist too. What that the the uh, bad guy is uh, the good guy's father. That's a good twist, but you know what's a better twist? seeing the main character in three movies that you've seen since a little kid be the uh, good guy, all of a sudden start killing other, like by the third movie, he's full heel turn killing yep. young Jedis. It's like, whoa, where did this happen? Like, you know, it's a bigger twist than Darth being Luke's father. Luke being a really bad guy <laughs> by the third movie. That's a twist that I don't no think, one's yeah. not coming. Well, you don't have to worry about that. The kids will be spoiled from interacting with any other children. Yeah, maybe. I think I've been saying Star Wars is just a new religion for children. Yeah. It's it's just it's just a part of growing up now. You just are gonna absorb it. Carter, do you wanna play a game? What's that? Called Could You Pass My Law Class? Oh, no. <laughs> I do not want to play that. Are you sure? Very positive. Come on, let me give you a couple. Sure. Okay, give me one minute. I've got it right here. It's just very rare that I have it. For the record, I did quite well at law school. (laughs) But that was a while ago already. (laughs) Oh, no. All right, Carter. So this is scaring me here because law school exams are all like open book pretty much. So this is a closed book exam. You make your excuses, Carter. Okay. Brent, I want you to see two. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, here, I'll pick one randomly. Uh, true or false? After passing through the House of Commons and the Senate, a federal bill or law must receive royal assent by the Queen. True. True. False. Governor General. Uh, Who represents the Queen? (laughs) (laughs) Technicality. That's a terrible Uh, question. How long? Is that a real question you're asking? Yeah. Mr. Trevor, you're really going to ask that? That's, that's <laughs> How long can the Northwithstanding Clause be applied without redu- re- review? Uh, like three years? Five years. Oh. I don't think you're a constitutional lawyer, though, Carter. No, so that, was, that, was like, that was four years ago, man. That was really um, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was my worst grade in law school. <laughs> Here, I'll give you something more big picture then, okay? Okay. Something that you can have a little more fun with, all right? Here's a new one. Got it. Assume Canada is put in the unenviable situation of having a majority government that becomes a dictatorship. Yeah. They then try to pass a number of laws that clearly limit your rights and freedoms. The bills passed through the House of Commons vote due to their majority. What are a few possible ways these bills could still be stopped from becoming a law? So the evil government's taken over Canada. They've gone through the House. They have their majority, but what what can you still do? Well, you got the Senate there, so that's one way, I yep. suppose. And then the other way, I guess, is you have the courts that can strike down the law because the, the Constitution and, and the Charter is still there, and then you need to, to be changing those. You need yep. a lot, like uh, a, a great percentage, formula, right? yeah, which is a, a large percentage of the provinces or uh, and the provinces that have X amount of the population percentage. So those yeah, are sixty percent of the sixty percent of the popular vote plus ten of the twelve provinces, right, or something like that. Well, there's only ten provinces. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 
debate. Should the notwithstanding clause be used or not? Should it be applied? Well, it's been only been used really in Quebec. So. Pretty much it should be called the Quebec clause. That's yeah. what I was trying to make them understand. <laughs> so what do you think about law class, Carter? Oh, Am I being too hard on these kids? That governor general question, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's, <laughs> a, that's pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty open-ended. You know, there's not really a definitive answer on those ones as much. Yeah, those are the long answers. I got like true and false and multiple choice. Too, okay. But... Lots about the history of law. It's like the Code of Hammurabi and Justinian law. and That's cool. That kind of stuff, too. Like the history of law, because it's kind of cool. It's an interesting thing to know, and it kind of ties in with stuff that they learn about Rome and Greece. And Here's one my kids were mad at. Which of the following are considered legal disabilities in Ontario? Brain injury, deafness, obesity, all of the above. Uh, I'm guessing all of the above. Yeah. The kids are so mad that obesity is a disability. Screaming. Screaming. Luckily, there was no heavy kids in my class. <laughs> and then we started making fun of Kuwaitis for being fat. See if I might have wrecked Seth's brain a little bit this week for a good cause just trying to introduce him to some strong women so got him a little <laughs> book on amelia Earhart. see if you can <laughs> now here's a question for you smart guys see if you can figure out see if you can figure out what he's thinking about though so just today's uh, which way to the atlantic ocean this way. Seth, why do you want to know this? Yeah. Which way to the Pacific Ocean? Because he's... <laughs> Any guesses yet? He's going to go find her. Mm-hmm. Choose.